Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. It is me, McCunny. Welcome to Culture Rise. I'm excited. Season 9 is here, which means uh, I think you like us. Uh, if you do, uh, continue to follow, listen. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, we appreciate you for that. If you're watching on Network TV, uh, we love you for that. If you are watching on all our social media platforms, especially YouTube, hit the notification bell, subscribe, do all the things that validate my existence uh, because I want to bring in amazing guests that not only I learn from, but hopefully you can as well get involved with the conversation. Um, I'm excited because he is my first return guest from eight seasons ago, nine seasons ago. He set the tone. He's my go-to when it comes to Hawaiian history, when it comes to politics, when it comes to um, his accolades are amazing. So watch the first episode because we left off um, talking about one of well, one of the many amazing things that you do. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my classmates, my border mate, uh, my very good friend, my brother, Dr. Umi Perkins. How are you, brother? Good. Uh, ever since the last show, I've been trying to stay risen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Ruben coined that. You coined that. See, look at that. Hashtag stay risen. We're going to have to bring that back. Um, and that's what it's all about. Any, anything that has to do with culture and Hawaiian history and any, any, anything Hawaiian, it, you're always my go-to. We left off on that last one, which is uh, season one or two, I think. One of the many great things that you're doing is uh, you're writing a um, rewriting a Hawaiian history text. But I want to get to that eventually. But I want to ask you this question. Let's start right off. How important is it for not only Hawaiians but non-Hawaiians to understand Hawaiian history in your manau? Yeah, let's start with Hawaiians. Um, it, it, it's almost a cliche at this point mm -hmm. to say that you have to know where you've been mm -hmm. to know where you're going. But um, right now, that's so important. We see the decisions that are made um, by leadership in this uh, society. And you can kind of tell that they, <laughs> they don't <laughs> really know how we got here. Um, anybody really, it, it's not entirely their fault. Anybody who went to school before 1976, didn't have Hawaiian history even offered. Um, some places it's uh, an elective, um, but often another problem is it's hard to get enough teachers to, uh, who, who really have the background to, uh, to staff the schools. Uh, it is required in the DOE since, since the mid-70s, but um, there's still something really missing. Part of it is, th is that the text aspect, but In, instead of saying how important is it for Hawaiians and non-Hawaiians, it's just important for everybody to understand uh, not only Hawaiian history, but you know history in general. Because um, if you ask me right now, I couldn't even tell you. Anybody in this room, if we ask you about and even not even Hawaiian history, but even U.S. history, be like, oh, I don't know. I got a guy, um, but obviously important. Um, now, when it comes to, when it comes to Hawaiian history. You and I were talking a little bit about we. I mean, you remember more than I do. But even going to high school, um, we we had a cultural elective, and no Hawaiian history, or did we? We, we <laughs> see. I'm terrible. We we had Hawaiian history. It was uh, the baseball coach who taught it, right. um, which is actually very typical. There there was an article in um, Hulili Journal, which we could talk about. Oh yes. Um, 
the author talks about how his uh, gym coach was the Hawaiian history teacher, and he would give you an A if you brought him a cheesecake. <laughs> really? Yeah, that, that's that's documented. Heck? Yeah. So, but it, it's kind of um, uh, represents the <laughs> the what? importance that's really placed on on the subject. And and why why do you think it was just because of the time? It's like oh, let's just find somebody to just hear. Here's a text and go teach these kids. Or is it like the same like you just said today, there's not enough, you can't find the right people to teach history? Yeah, there's some technical uh, issues there that, that um, Hawaiian history is inside of social studies. So, so to become a social mm. studies teacher, you have, to, you have to know U.S. history and world history. And what are the chances that you're also going to know Hawaiian history and, and also be able to pass the praxis test? It, there's a kind of a catch-22 yeah. there. So what you get are people who are just sort of figuring it out, or um, or they or they really put in the time. But we have uh, average DOE teacher only lasts five years, so and then they quit. So um, so the time is often not even available. So people are sort of winging it. If you're joining us right now, we're getting right into it. Um, not only Hawaiian history, there's a lot of things we're going to be covering today because Dr. Umi is here and I like to just rack his brain for all the knowledge that's in there. This is what we do on Culturized. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HIFICU.com. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code AHIGHTHING. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culture Eyes. It is me, McCunny, sitting with my good friend, Dr. Umi Perkins, uh, PhD, um, all these accolades. Um, I, I always like to use accolades. You're my brother. You're my friend. But... Um, Currently, just to let people know, you teach everywhere. <laughs> You're um, Kamehameha School, HPU. Um, where else are you at? UH Manoa. UH Manoa. Um, highly sought after. Um, there's so many things we can talk about. But right now, we're talking about the importance of just understanding Hawaiian history. Now, those of you that are watching, think about when you were in high school. Think about, I mean, there, there's some that are going to be like, yes, I wanted to study Hawaiian history. But some of you is like, yeah, but... It's important because not a lot of people understand the depth of it. Generally speaking, what what is Hawaiian history? What what is usually taught about Hawaiian history in schools? So Hawaiian history is a very controversial topic. I mean, it really? gets to the question of what is the status of Hawaii, right? Ah, because right. we're talking about a former independent country. And when I teach the class, I show them. 20 treaties with 20 countries and so it's it's absolutely not uh it, it's beyond question that hawaii was a sovereign country and then the question becomes what happened um so and one thing i do is i show them the first treaty which is a treaty with britain and france and i say so here's the birth certificate where's the death certificate oh that way it makes it very clear it's yeah, not my opinion sense, right? it's sort of like here's the record mm -hmm. and so people have these, um, they have these beliefs. A lot of your beliefs about countries and patriotism comes when you're in elementary school and you're, you're sort of pre-rational. That's what the saying the Pledge of Allegiance is about. And so you bring that into adulthood and then you get to the point where you cannot accept certain things about, let's say, the status of Hawaii. Mm. 
Um, that's so crazy. <laughs> just I thought about it just now, going that it's that's true because I always use it. You know, we, we were raised in this this modern Western world, and it almost seems foreign. Uh, that 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 sensitivity of Hawaiian history. That's so crazy. Um, now. Let's let's kind of jump ahead a bit. How, I mean, how do we change that? And I know you've been working on it for a while. Um, this thought of of rewriting the Hawaiian history book. How how did that come about? Were we in high school? Did you think about that in high school? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how it happened was at Kamehameha. We used to. Th- there's a bunch of reasons why we couldn't use the standard text. Um, it was at the wrong level. Uh, it didn't have Hawaiian perspective, which we wanted to impart on our. All Hawaiian students. I, explain to those watching what what you mean by Hawaiian perspective, because mm. a lot of people are just like, "Yeah, what do you mean? It's it's Hawaiian history." Yeah, but you got to look at who authored it, right? Right. So the simple um, answer is mm. a, a Hawaiian wrote that source, but but it gets way more theoretical than that. Uh, I think the the quick answer is if you look at uh, the Lili Kalaka Elihiwa's four metaphors. Um, oh, yeah. So Malama Aina, Niaupio, Aikapu, and Imihaku. And um, those become like a lens through which you look at everything. So the lens is like what you're looking through. It's not what you're looking at. Oh. So when you talk about theory, you're talking about, about the lens itself. So if you think about like a kaleidoscope, right. you look in the kaleidoscope, uh. you turn the kaleidoscope, uh. and what you see changes... But what you're looking at didn't change, but you see it differently. And that's, that's what Hawaiian perspective is. That So see, now it totally makes sense. So how, how do we change that within, within the, the, the educational system, which you came up with, which I think is brilliant? How, where do you even start to change the, the Hawaiian history textbook? So... I'll tell you how it, uh, came, yeah. the idea came to me. I, w- so to get away from that, the problem of the previous textbooks, mm-hmm. uh, we, we were using the Xerox copies of, of newer academic books. And, and so we had like a reading packet. And then I just thought, uh, well, we had a presentation by legal department, and they said um, uh, copyright for education is really not that many words. It was a lot less than what we were using. And so I just thought one of my students is going to go to their uncle and say, hey, we're reading your book in, in our class. And they would say, oh, why aren't they buying it? This is coming out schools. <laughs> well, we'd have to buy 17 books. It wasn't practical. Oh, hold that thought real quick. I just want to remind people we are going into Hawaiian history, rewriting the uh, Hawaiian history text with Dr. Umi Perkins right here on Culturized. Don't go away. See Dr. Oda at HEC Medical Clinic Honolulu Specialist in Laser Weight Loss. You can see the change losing 1-2 to inches instantly. Pacific Spray Wash is Oahu's number one trusted exterior cleaning service. We deliver a spotless job for all your pressure washing, roof cleaning, house washing, and solar panel cleaning. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturize. It's me, McCunny, sitting with Dr. Umi Perkins. We're we're left off talking about... How do we change? So he's, he's on this quest. I don't want to call it a quest. It, it is a, a goal to rewrite the history text, Hawaiian history text. Um, and you let, continue where you left off. And how do we do that? And how did you come up with that whole concept? 
Yeah, so basically I started the book so that we wouldn't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect um, way to start. And I thought, uh, you know, how hard can it be mm -hmm. to just, because um, there were a lot of good sources coming out about each era, and I thought just sort of string those together. But it ended up being like a couple decades long project, and um, I had a sabbatical to work on it, but... Uh, we're talking about the whole of Hawaiian history, and, and it ac actually, I realized slowly doing it that this really hasn't been done, uh, meaning a general history of Hawaii written by a native Hawaiian since David Malo, actually. Right. I mean, Kamakau did it, mm -hmm. but he wrote his as newspaper articles that were strung together a century after he died. So really, this is like a, a first uh, or a second time ever kind of project so I, I'm not so hard on myself now when I think about it that way. <laughs> but, I mean, but you think about it now so from David Malo uh, Sammy so you now have that huge chunk of history to cover right 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 because you know if, if we're studying Hawaiian history from 100 years ago 100 years from now people are going to pick up your book it was almost 200 years ago that the last most of what we think of as Hawaiian history happened after David Malo wrote that how and, and I, so what are the things we'd have to change w when you come up with that text? Um, I, I can't even fathom where you would start. What would the first chapter be? What would the oh. sections be? What would, I don't you know, see now. We're so the first chapter is Hawaiian perspective. Mm. And then the second chapter is, is, we start from the beginning, it's uh, Kumalipo. Wow. Um, it just so happens my mother's area of research right. was that, so I have some background. And then we go all the way, and the last thing I look at is Mauna Kea. I kind of see Mauna Kea as the mm. last big event. Because like, it's been hard in the 21st century to say what, is, what are those things that rise up to the level of history. Um, things like the Akaka Bill. Mm. Um, I was just going to ask you, what, what makes Hawaiian history important? That's, so you have to include all that. Now, do you have a team working no. with? Really? No, no, just no. you? Just me. I, I have an editor who works with me. That um, I, I see. I can't even. I mean, I know from high school he was always, you know, just moving forward. But the fact that you, that's a lot of research, and and putting it all together in a timeline that makes sense. Well, we were talking about immersion, Hawaiian immersion mm -hmm. before. Um, I believe in immersion, and I immerse myself in this. Man, how how much of your day is spent? With your already busy day, how much of your day is spent thinking about that text and writing? And it's it's a lot. It's hard to say. Um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, even after work, I go and I go on Facebook and I do my uh, Hawaiian history for adults. Might might be a weird question. What what what's more difficult, getting your PhD or writing this text? Well, that's a good question. Uh, they're they're so different. The level of writing is completely different. Um, I th the text has taken longer though. Yeah, because yeah. I remember you saying when you got your PhD, that there's not a lot of people that can that can complete that. You know, yeah. you 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 credited you know being an athlete and all that stuff to it. Um, so writing this text, I can't even imagine how many years has it been already. I started in 2006, I think. <laughs> really? Because yeah. and then you didn't was the 2012 TED was no when was your TED talk mm. about the text? Yeah. 2012. Yeah. So. From 2006, the conception, 2012, if you guys, uh, uh, maybe we'll put the link up for the, for the TED Talk so you can get a little bit more uh, inside of what we're talking about. Um, 2012, man, still, wh when, is it complete already? 
Okay, so we're on the uh, chapter eight of 10 second round edits. So we're really getting close now. Yeah. Who is the, is the text specifically gonna be for what level, high school level? It's mostly high school, could be used by early college. Here's something totally out of the blue, and I just thought of it. What, in your opinion, what do you think is the average level of history that, that just the general population understands, like me, like oh. high school level? Because I, I, I pretty oh. much think no, not even high school level. I really, mean, I think most people have a few anecdotal, um, just just based on my experience. Well, so this is what we're, we're going to give you guys a challenge um, to dive a little bit more into Hawaiian history. Go check out his TED Talk. But uh, let's talk a little bit more. So we're talking about uh, creating the text. Another thing I want to talk about if we have time is, okay, now that you're writing this history text, what does the future of Hawaii look like? Think about that. We're coming back on Culturized. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HIFICU.com. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturize. Man, I, you know, season nine, Dr. Umi Perkins sitting in front of me. I, I love this because every time I'm with him, just around him, I feel smarter. <laughs> right? I do. Um, so, so many accolades about you. I love bringing you on. You're my first return guest because we did leave off talking about, um, you know, this this rewriting of the Hawaiian history text and, and the fact that not, not just Hawaiians, but non-Hawaiians, everybody needs to understand that because we even... So we're talking about Hawaii. So would your text just be in Hawaii? Or what are the chances of it going crossing over to the continent and, and other places in, in the Americas uh, or in America that teaches Hawaiian history? Oh, no, I'd be pretty happy if maybe 40 or 50% of DOE teach, uh, schools adopted it. That would be pretty successful. I don't think we'll get 100 or close to that. Have you, have you already had those conversations with DOE? Well, um, you know, I was the standard, uh, the lead on writing the standards for the DOE. So the good part of that is so I you know still got the inside. I know what they want the students uh, to learn. So I make sure that's in the book. So, who, okay. So this is, a, to me, this is what I'm thinking. Text is complete. Who, and, and you've got the inside. You already had conversations with DOE. Is there somebody, is there other uh, uh, academics that have to look at it as well and say, oh, no, I think it's good? Okay, so the next project is Hawaiian History for Adults. Ooh. That's um, so we're. I've already talked to the publisher about this. Whether it's the same text just edited or a new text, I'd really like to write it more in the style of um, creative nonfiction, so that it's entertaining to read. I like. I think the history is is very, um, you know, it's it kind of captures you. Mm -hmm. um, the stories there are. What would be the main parts? I don't know if this is a makes sense question, but what would be the main parts of the text, the one for high school? Like, are there sections? Is it do you talk about, um, you know, economics? Do you talk about um, what what kinds of things do you talk about? Be, historical events, obviously, right? But is there is there sections in it? I mean, I don't even know. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, like, I have a background on land research, mm -hmm. so would go deeper on that area. Environment. Um, mm -hmm. 
because um, th there's a lot of misconceptions around the land system in Hawaii, <laughs> which, which which is another thing. We have a whole other show we want to talk yeah. because there's so much. Because right now all these things are coming up with land, right? Mm. Kaka'ako oh, yeah. and all these Mark other places. Zuckerberg. We want it. We I would definitely want to get into those things. Um, so now this Hawaiian history book for adults. What is the big? What would be the big difference? You talked about making it more creative, more, more fun for us to read. Um, huge difference between a high school level and adult level history book besides the, the making it creative. I, I think about the adult book as mm. um, a series of short stories Ooh. where each story has a main character. Usually it would be a monarch and it would go through um, and it would have the structure of a story. So like, you know, Rising action, uh, set the stage, climax, and, and all of that. See, I could totally, I could totally do that. Could you guys do that? I could, I could totally <laughs> read a history book like that. Not just a, a book that just throws stuff at me, and by the time I read, get to the third page, I'm like, man, I gotta get to the first page. I just forgot what I read. Um, now, this text, rewriting the, how soon do you think it'll hit the schools? What, what, what years are we looking at? Next year, following two years. By the time, if, by the if time, all goes well, a year from now uh, or fifteen months. Ooh, so uh, Lono the Kanaka kid will get to get right into it. Yeah, I like hope. that. I like that. Now we're gonna jump around because you, not only are you writing this, uh, rewriting this Hawaiian history text, um, real quick, because I want to talk about the future of Hawaii. Um, but what did you say? Twenty something years of the making, uh, a school. You guys got Kayapuni. Can we talk about that real quick? What's what's? Yeah, so my two of my daughters went to Hawaiian Immersion in Pearl City, and there was um, no place for them to really go after that. There's no immersion for secondary in the Eva district. So a group of, um, uh, of parents got together and made it happen. I want to touch on that a little bit because uh, that's brilliant. Again, his forward thinking. Dr. Umi Perkins is sitting with me. Hang out for a little while more. I want you guys to jump over to the extended version on YouTube. We're going to be talking Hawaiian history, the future of Hawaii, uh, Hawaiians and non-Hawaiians right here on Culture Rise. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culture Rise. You are getting the exclusive extended version. If you joined us on the network, we appreciate you for that. Listening in on audio on the podcast. Uh, once you get to a place uh, where you can sit down and turn on the TV and the computer, do that for us. Notification bells. Uh, what are all the things that just do the things that validate our existence? Uh, season nine just tells us you really love our guests that we bring on. And hopefully we're sharing a little bit of culture with you. If you want to comment down below, get involved with the conversation. Let us know about uh, you know Hawaiian history and what you think about it and and what Dr. Umi Perkins is doing um, for this extended version. Uh, so we talked about rewriting Hawaiian history, uh, the importance of not just Hawaiians or non-Hawaiians um, understanding it, but you're making it even more more easier. I just that pigeon Tourette's more easier. <laughs> You're making it easier, not only for high school kids to get into Hawaiian history, but also now uh, an adult version of it. You got Kayapuni, you guys, uh, a hui of makua, of parents that got together. Because I, I thought about it too. Lono went to Punanaleo Waianai. Between Waianai and Anuenui at the time, well, Waiao, there was nothing in the Eva Plain for immersion programs and how long have you guys been working on that because I think that's brilliant well, only about a year or 15 mm -hmm. months um, so it, it happened pretty quickly uh, 
so the leader of our hui is a woman named Andrea Diaz Machado, mm. and she's very much uh, someone who gets her objective done <laughs> and um, <laughs> kind of spearheaded the group. But it was all just parents. We had the head of the Waiau PTA. Nice. And um, we had very uh, serious discussions with the DOE, mm. let's put it that way. <laughs> and, um, there was a ruling called Clarabal, which dealt with Lanai, that said that that it was required to have yeah. immersion there. So if you have to have it, immersion on Lanai, you have to have it in Napa. I, yeah, that was a whole, yeah. it was, I was in that conversation, which mm-hmm. was really, was rough because my thing was, I, like you, I said, yes, you have to have it, but you can, it's, it's difficult to get immersion teachers to Lanai, let alone yeah. any teacher, yeah, yeah. right? And that was, that was the problem. But how far away is this? Because, you know, this is personal now because I'm trying to get Lono into Oh, it's <laughs> opening in August. Really? Yeah. Okay, so... What is, the, what is the age that starts? So it starts seventh grade. Seventh grade yeah. all the way to? It's going to add a grade a year. I like so it. We've only figured out the middle school part. Okay. Um, yeah. The, the people in EVA complex for DOE mm. are now, that's their um. So which is, a, which is another reason why whether any part of the DOE in Hawaii, they're even more important of understanding Hawaiian history. Because now you're going to have Kayapunis like this and all these other emerging schools. Um, your thinking is amazing and brilliant. Now we teach all this Hawaiian history. I want to jump into your brain uh, and your manao and ike on what is the future of Hawaii look like? Like, um, you know, non-Hawaiians, Hawaiians, we got to go somewhere. What What's the future? Um, you know, we hear the word sustainability all the time. Yeah. So I think about the future in some categories, like education, mm-hmm. economics, those are two big ones. Mm-hmm. And then of course, governance, that's that's a very political <laughs> question, but uh, let's just stick with the first two. Um, uh, education, you know, Hawaii has not a very high um, college graduation rate. Mm-hmm. I think part of it's because we're islands. Mm-hmm. There are some islands where you literally can't get a bachelor's. So people kind of um, bash on Hawaii for that a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's the geography. No. You know, when we were in high school, you couldn't get a bachelor's <laughs> on Maui, right? That's true. That, yeah, 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 that's so right. So Lahaina alone had 5% attending I know. four-year colleges. So um, That was me, you, and Larry Apollonio. <laughs> 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 Shout out. Um, but I think uh, when you look at the University of Hawaii, which is the, the big school, mm. um, you know, when they were founded in 1907, mm. the speech at the founding said, this college, it's called College of Hawaii, is for the white community of this territory. Really? Yeah. No way. And it took them a very, very long time to start becoming what they say they are now, which is a mm. Hawaiian place of learning. I, yeah. Then if you look at the Mauna Kea thing, how Hawaiian is it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's why I've started to float the idea of, a, of an alternative Hawaiian school, you know? African-Americans have like 120 right. colleges and um, I think we have the f- we have the resources to do to something do like that with a different perspective. So education is one piece of the future. Yeah. Um, is it looking good? You know, it's there, there's a <laughs> lot of uh, experiments that mm. are uh, like like where our children go to school. Mm. Those didn't exist, you know, 40 years ago. Um, economics is a pretty frustrating one. Yeah, what... Because obviously geography affects us, but what what would we look forward to? I mean, the topic of tourism comes up, right, all the time. Yeah, and that seems to be like 
at its peak and starting mm-hmm. to go down. So mm-hmm. we really have to think about what's the next big industry. We had so we historically we had mm-hmm. sandalwood, mm-hmm. whaling, mm-hmm. sugar, and tourism, and then secondary industries of pineapple mm-hmm. and military spending. Mm-hmm. And um, those are not those last two are not very sustainable and so we have to think of what what's the next thing there's going to be a next thing we wanted it to be high tech mm-hmm. but if you don't fund the the research university properly which is if you read the news that they're trying to <laughs> defund yeah. the university that's not gonna it's not gonna happen you know silicon valley has stanford and mm-hmm. berkeley to feed the, the right. workforce into it. <laughs> we we have no we have no farm leagues we have no triple right, a right, farm right, right? right um how I mean, so what what kinds of things would would drive our economic force in Hawaii in the future, in your opinion? The investment has to happen, mm. you know. Um, it, the other frustrating thing is when they're paving over farmland because you, you oh, do God. want ag yeah, to be part God. of the mix. Mm. And I remember Ho'opili and yeah. Koa Ridge were, were approved in the same week. And now they're right in the process of clearing Ho'opili, like paving over farmland. See, that, that bothers because I, I always take that back to when we were in high school and Coach Watson saying, hey, <laughs> when you're hungry, you can't eat the house. Yeah. <laughs> right? We need, we need farmland, and it's slowly going away. Well, you know, in Cuba, they grow a third of their vegetables in the city, like um, on the top of roofs and things really? like that. So there are ways to do it without big Areas See, I always say land. that we should take the state capital, all that grass and all that. So let's just make a farm around the state capital, <laughs> right? We could do it. Come on, we should let's get rid of grass. <laughs> <laughs> let's call our Lahaina Luna borders. Um, education, economics. What else are we looking at in the future of Hawaii? Well, we have to think about the environment. I mean, we're mm. living in the. Um, this is the bad news part. Uh, we're living <laughs> in the endangered species capital of the world. And I don't think we think about that mm-hmm. most of the time. We should be thinking about that mm-hmm. every day. We, it, things seem nice. It's green right. here, but those are mostly invasive species. Mm-hmm. You have to go way up in the mountains to see natives. Uh, it's really uh, habitat loss. Is mm-hmm. a, that's one of the biggest, biggest problems um, globally. We're, gonna, we're, we're looking at a time when there's almost like no wild lands yeah. anywhere because the, the conservation techniques they use of making like a national park it mm-hmm. doesn't it's not actually big enough it doesn't take a whole right. ecosystem <clears throat> and so the outside development still encroaches on it so that's a huge problem we got to we really have to change the way that we live that's what it comes down to and if i know which today is so difficult so we got we got education Here's here's one. We slowly wrap this up, but a, 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 a lot of people think, what of the future of Hawaii for not only Hawaiians but non-Hawaiians? So, <laughs> I know that's I, so, right? I love the pause. Is like, oh, that got deep. I uh, I didn't realize this until I, I saw this a couple years ago. But only fifty-two percent of people who live in Hawaii apparently were born here. So put Native Hawaiians mm-hmm. to the side for mm-hmm. a moment. Um, locals, we're mm-hmm. looking at locals right. becoming a minority. And so there have been a, actually high-level discussions about keeping Hawaii Hawaii. Right. And so um, they're very powerful and influential people in those discussions. My wife is in, mm-hmm. and that's why I know. Um, so we have to start thinking about ways of keeping our mm-hmm. people here, whether they're Native Hawaiian or local, um, because... 
we're pretty soon going to be just an annex of Southern California, and everybody's leaving California. Why would you want that? Yeah, no, it's that's you know? bizarre to me. Um, we we don't mean to end on a drab note, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it. You got to think. You got to think about these things. You know, we we are such an instant society now. We live today, right? Um, we got to think about the future of Hawaii. And Dr. Umi Perkins is is I mean, just in this realm, it, it gets so much deeper. But rewriting history, so knowing history, which is weird because the first thing you said, you know, it's cliche to say kavama mo kavama hope. Right? You need to know where you're from in order to know where you're going. But I think you're you're changing that in a in a way where, in modern terms, you're rewriting the history book. You're you're creating schools with other makua for the future of our keiki, and now you're also looking at how we have to look at the future of Hawaii, which is kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy. Um, very important. All of this, you know, I'm going to bring you back because we we can we can go off on all these things. So mahalo, mahalo, mahalo for making time again. Um, can we bring you back again and talk about more of these things? Umiverse, if you want to get a little bit more uh, into just Hawaiian history, Hawaiian culture, politics, everything that in his brain. Uh, and before that, we got to thank Kapa Kava. Do you want some Kava first thing in the morning uh, before we head out of here? Maybe. Uh, we're going to uh, have some Kava. We're going to continue to talk story. This is Culturized. Mm-hmm.